This episode is sponsored by National Treasures Artists in Residence. National Treasures funds artist participation in artists in residence programs during their twilight years. They also forge mentorships so that expertise honed over years will be passed along one-on-one to a younger generation of artists and memorialized in a digital library. Visit nationaltreasuresair.org. On this episode, we have Rohit Batra. Rohit was born in Zambia and spent the early part of his life in Nigeria. His family then migrated to the east coast of the U.S., and he grew up in both Carolinas. He studied computer science and business as an undergrad and began work at PricewaterhouseCoopers. After a short period of time, he left to pursue his passion for film and moved to L.A. He launched his own production company and worked on a number of projects. He directed and produced Line of Descent in 2019, starring Brendan Fraser, Abed Diol, Prem Chopra, and Neeraj Kavi. Rohit, thank you so much for joining us on our show. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. Um, so I, ju- I saw your text. I quickly responded. I did actually see the film. Oh, good. Thank yeah. you. I uh, enjoyed it. Um, thank you. Uh, you cast Neeraj before uh, Sacred Games. I'll tell you, I cast Neeraj before anybody. I mean, I, I was in India six years ago, and I saw um, he did a movie called Sheep of Thesis, okay. which was directed by somebody I knew. Not well, but I, I knew Anand. And um, so he sent me like a, uh, some information. I, I Googled, uh, and like, there was a trailer that just came out at that time. And it was literally a 15, 20-second teaser uh, just to say, and Neeraj was there, and he played, you know, uh, he played this monk um, who was going through um, uh, cirrhosis of the liver. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a very tough thing to do, like to play, to play physically uh, dead on screen. Yeah. Uh, it's actually very difficult for an actor to do. And I'd never heard of this guy. And I'm like, he's doing it so well in those three, four seconds that they show his part of the story. Uh, and what I felt is, uh, um, I was like, I don't care about who he is. I care about what he can do. And I met him right after, and he was a little bit surprised that, you know, I'm from the U.S. and I've come, and no one in India is casting him. Six years <laughs> right. ago, my dear. <laughs> right. And I was begging him. I'm like, you have to play this role of Siddharth. And as you can see, it's a very complex role. Yeah, and he does um, it brilliantly. Yeah, I had some really big names, like, pursue me for that role. Uh, maybe that would have even been commercially um, mm. better for the film. Like, I'm talking much, much bigger names. I just couldn't do it. I mean, I just, I felt violated, you know, if I picked the wrong person because, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the character, um, the character is, is, is very specific, you know, maybe I could have had some flexibility elsewhere, but not that character. No, no. You're just the right person. He's, he's having a, a good moment now. People love him. He is. is, Yeah. And it's deserved. He's got a lot of talent, but uh, to really capture the flaws of Siddharth's character. um, And then you just, you have to portray that so well. And he just nailed it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, you know, the funny thing is, I didn't really work with him in the classic sense. Like, I didn't sit there and I say, okay, this is the character. That's not my style as a director. Like, when I hi- like if I hire a contractor for a house, it's the same logic. I don't tell the contractor, go to Home Depot and buy this kind of paint. <laughs> I, tell him, I tell him I want paint. I want to paint this. This is what we want to do. And then his skill, experience, talent, um, and understanding of what I want does the ex- execution. Yeah. So with actors, I employ that same logic. And what I, what I say is, okay, this is, 
what this is. This is the world. And you have to find your the character uh, using, you know, very basic elements like, um, like, you know, the dialogue and like how he feels with my trust. And these are ingredients that come into the, into the foray. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, it's him. Like, I, I can't take too much credit. And I don't want to take too much credit. It's really all him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, well said. Well, I look forward to diving into uh, Line of Descent a bit more. Sure. Um, but Rohit, I'd love to go back. Um, sure. You're from the. You were born on the east coast of the U.S. Yes. I was born in Africa, actually. I was born oh. in Africa. Yeah, I was did born. I was born in Zambia, and I lived in. Before? I'm sorry. Did, uh, did we talk about this? Uh, I don't know. I grew up on the east coast. I did say I grew up on. Ah, the okay. East coast, which is accurate. I did. In yeah. uh, Zambia. I was born in Zambia. I lived in Nigeria for three years, and you know this is eight, mid '80s, right? So, wow. uh, we came to the U.S. when I was seven, so we came at a at a much younger age. Um, in Nigeria, were you in Lagos? No, no, it was a small town. I don't even remember the name of the town. To be frank, okay. with you. it was right. a small town. Uh, my dad worked for the government so, as a okay. teacher, okay. so uh, you know, uh, in a vague memory, it's as much as any seven-year-old would remember the world. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you know, I remember things like this, but. Uh, but overall, it was it was fine. I mean, you know, we came and I grew up in South and North Carolina, and I, you know, I've been on the East Coast till I was twenty five, and then I came to LA. That's it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And um, when you were studying in, in high school and so forth, and deciding on college, um, you were looking at a business track. A computer science business. I mean, you have to understand, late nineties computers were a big, big deal. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's you know, we, we forget that's when we didn't even have cell phones really, you know, that was a luxury, luxury, luxury item. Uh, so as you know, uh, so, so I was always kind of ahead of the curve. I, I just knew like, this is what's going to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, it's hard for a creative person to not be creative, even at a young age, of course. Uh, it's very difficult. So, um, so I was always drawn to the, the, the creative aspect of things. And, uh, for me, um, it, you know, it, it was just something I knew I could do, you know? Uh, everything else was functional. I guess functionally I could do this, functionally I can do that, but it wasn't me doing it. It was just like a habit or a yeah. skill doing it. Yeah. And there's a very big difference in how you feel when you do something functionally and when you do something passionately. Of course, yeah, yeah. So um, you were with, was it PwC? I was with PwC, yeah, yeah for yeah. a year and change. Yeah. Okay. So when did you have that uh, tug, that pull that uh, you were done with being functional um, and you wanted to be passionate about your work? I had it when I was like 13, to be frank. If I had to really, if I had, if I had to be honest with your answer, uh, the answer. However, uh, the actual, it, you know, there's a journey, right? To any decision making, there's a journey, especially a life changing decision, right? So journeys uh, influenced by external factors and internal factors. Uh, but you know, uh, there is, you know, sometimes a decision is a reflex of, uh, of experiences and, uh, and the, the journey sort of coming to an end. Right. Yeah. So I think at PwC was the end of my journey and the reflex was to leave, yeah. you know? Um, so, uh, it was just because I was unhappy and I didn't, I felt like I was stealing somebody's job. Like I felt like an imposter. I'm like, I shouldn't be here. Somebody else is yeah, hustling, yeah. trying to get an interview, yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, doing mock interviews, 
you know, to impress a uh, potential boss. And I was like, and I didn't, I was indifferent. I was like, I don't care about this. I don't care about the politics of it. And I don't care about making my partner rich. I mean, that's not like my job. I'm, just, I'm sorry. Like, that's not really my destiny in life, you know? <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, drip by drip, it just kind of, kind of deteriorated my happiness. And, and I said, you know what? I'll just go out, I'll go to LA. I mean, that's, I knew I was going to do well there. I just knew it. I just had this confidence at that nice. age. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And um, what film was it that you saw at 13 that hooked you? Um, there wasn't a film. I think my mom was very instrumental in, because we used to watch movies every weekend, you know, and uh, my mom was very good at like talking through movies. So mm. she would say, oh, the direction is good. I don't think she knew what that meant, but she kind of knew, you know what I mean, instinctively maybe. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? Um, so I thought direction was camera angles. <laughs> so I was always fascinated by camera angles, you know. I'm like, oh, why did they put the camera here? Like, that was just a, an obsession. Why did they do this? Or like, why, why, why? It's always, it's always a string of whys. So, I, you know, and I used to go to the library and like get scripts and I used to get like the free movies and I used to watch at 15 years old, I used to read scripts and watch the movies. I'm like, why yeah. isn't that scene in here? Like, why, why is the dialogue different? You know, so I was deconstructing it naturally. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it gave me a, it gave me a very, like no one does this at 15, you know what right. I mean? Oh, exactly. Uh, That's a but, unique hobby, Rohit, that definitely. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just designed for it, you know, and, and I don't recommend actually direction to anybody because <laughs> you have to be designed to direct, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Uh, you can direct um, and you even may make a good film, but in my, the way I define direction in my, um, in my, uh, in my space. so I was designed at a young age, just yeah. because all the factors, you know, do you have siblings? I do. I have a sister, and she's uh, well, three years younger than me. And she's not in film. She's in you know, more of a therapeutic science, social work, and things like that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And uh, your parents are, are still with you? They're still alive? Yes, they are. They're in, um, in North Carolina doing, doing well. Yeah. They just yeah. bought a new house, so I'm happy for them. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So when you came out to L.A., did you launch uh, Invisible Man Pictures first or one of the first? Yeah, thank you for uh, bringing that up. I, I didn't, you know, I was, when I first came, it was like a hodgepodge. Like, it was just like it's a rush of like chaos because I did get work. I hustled. I got work somehow, you know, and I've always been working, always. Um, however, I needed, a, I needed like a, a label to that work, you know, and then I got my first big project. Uh, more money than I've ever made, you know, in LA. And I was like, oh my God, it's so much money. Like it wasn't a lot now, but back then it was when you're making $500 a week or whatever, you know, <laughs> or $500, you know, every other day, uh, you know, when you get multiples of that, um, you know, I wanted to do things properly. I wanted like protections. So, and I, I knew I had to develop another skill, which is business, you know, um, and, uh, you know, business has more letters than the word show for a reason, um, because it takes, it takes a lot more to get business done, yeah. you know? Um, and for me, that was, that was important. And, 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 uh, and, and I worked under that label for quite a while and, you know, I learned a lot, you know, along yeah. the way. Yeah. Why the name invisible man? That's what I am. You know, when you watch a movie is uh, everyone's invisible, only the actors and the, and the scenery is there. I mean, you don't know the state of the director. You don't know what he's wearing. You know, you don't know if he's happy with what's what, what you're going to see. It's a completely invisible experience. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's probably the most like honest 
job of a director is to be invisible, yeah. yet be omnipresent. Yeah. It's a contradiction, basically. Yeah. 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 Basically uh, a contradiction. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, you, you you see the director's hand without ever seeing them physically. Yeah, I would say you feel it more than see it because, mm -hmm. um, you know, like in any leadership position, you know, the subordinates, um, it doesn't matter if it's Tom Cruise, he's still under a director. Yeah, yeah. He's still under the spell of a director. And if the director is um, incompatible with the story or he doesn't, things are not working well, uh, you're going to feel it. I mean, the, yeah. the body's design is, is very vigilant in trust and feeling. Yeah, uh, you just don't, we, we don't listen to it, but it's designed to protect itself by trust and feeling. Yeah. And uh, films are nothing more than just that. You know, you, tr you trust what you're seeing. Yeah. And if the trust is misaligned, then you'll feel it. Yeah. You know, and the director has to be courageous to take risks. Um, and to me, Line of Descent was a risk, you know, yeah. in, in yeah. a lot of ways. I, mean, I don't know if you agree, you've seen the film, but in many ways, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's designed to be a risk, but it's designed to be also. Um, special in its own in its own kind of definition of special. yeah no no I, and uh, i see what you're saying and i was thinking of it in terms of um uh, directors also create sort of signature elements and so you see a sequence and you're like well that's classic spielberg or classic that's right. soderberg that's right and, um but they're invisible uh yeah. you know absolutely physical. yeah absolutely. um just uh with invisible man pictures um I just saw a press release where you had talked about working on things with Sony Music, CBS Records, and, and yeah. that. Were, that, were you doing music videos? Uh, yeah, so interestingly enough, I'm one of the rare people who actually made money with a short film. So I made a short film on this camera called F65. It was a really like big deal for Sony back then. And I was one of the first like adopters of it just because I was curious to try it out. Yeah. And we, um, we, had, we had a huge technical issue without getting too, too technical. We were using these um, old 70s lenses called Kawa lenses, the Japanese lenses. Okay. And, was this um, for goggles? Goggles, yes. Yeah. yes. I don't know if you've seen, seen goggles. but no, um, That was actually my Spielberg project. I was trying to first time emulate a, a style that's not mm. mine. Yeah. So we used a lot of the techniques. Um, I mean, kept my own, but I wanted to try out a style. So even cinematography. And also it was the first project I did where it wasn't my script. So it was a very alien experience, as used as a learning experience. Um, and um, so we, knew, we, we made that uh, thing, and, but I was interacting with Sony um, on a technical side because we had to figure out how to like, it was, it was like we shot anamorphics, we had to de-stretch the, the um, thing. And the software wasn't designed for that at that point. So we, I worked with a, a DIT or digital imaging technician and we figured out a kind of a hack for it. So I was in touch with them. It was just like, a, you know, just like you're in touch with, like if you're in the medical field, you're in touch with, you know, the medical company, you know, sure. uh, to, for, you know, so that's no different for us. Um, and uh, I get an email one day from Sony Corporate in San Diego and they're like, I thought it was spam. And they, they were like, yeah, we want to buy your short film. I was like, what? <laughs> and, you know, you don't really get those emails. And, uh, you know, so, uh, so that, that was a project I did. So I, technically it was a Sony project because it was a part of their demo. Yep. So whenever like, you know, you, you watch back then 4k just came out. So if you wanted to demo a 4k thing or go to a store and watch a demo, which you've seen on Best Buy and everything. So we provided the content for Sony television, but it was because it was on a Sony camera. It was in the Sony family and nice. they were you know happy with that. That's um, great. What year was that? Right. Man, I don't even know. 2000. 
nine, ten. I don't know. It was a long time. Gotcha. Okay. So right. year, a decade ago. Yeah. About a decade ago. And then CBS, yeah, they they hired me for uh, some of their CBS Records was a very very small label, even though it's a big company, big name, and there were some of us artists that they had. So we did some like stuff for them. I mean, they flew me out a few places and I shot some stuff in LA. So yeah, it was short lived, but it was fun. Yeah. Nice, nice. They loved me out there. I just wish they had more work because their label was just kind of like an. Uh, it was more into like um, uh, licensing than anything else. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Well, and uh, talk to us about uh, Golden Chariots. Um, you know that was that Golden Chariot was actually it was an idea of a slate, um, and uh, you know what happens is you develop ideas as you go along, and we decided that it's a little too ambitious. You know, we didn't have the domain experience to jump into something. And I couldn't ask an investor ethically to invest in something that was more, you know, it was disproportionate to like my experience with it. Gotcha. Um, and so Golden, you know, it's kind of, I'm glad I didn't because it would have probably led me down the wrong path. Um, but o overall, it was, it was just an idea about working on a slate of specific films. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. and it has some different business partners back then. You know, it's a it's part of making a business. You try out ideas. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then is Level Street Pictures your current uh, production company? Yeah. So Level Street is actually, um, uh, how can I put it? Level Street is uh, the film company that Line of Descent uh, was made under. So okay. it's a Level Street Pictures production. Gotcha. Basically, and uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, been around for a few years and uh you know we're we're evolving that into something bigger which is a slate thing we can get into but that's that's the idea level street is a film production company gotcha okay and uh so in, in 2010 you film akri decision and akri in hindi means last <laughs> yeah so that was a very funny experience now it's funny it was traumatic back then obviously like a lot of these things are it's funny how it goes from traumatic to funny right <laughs> Yeah. And um, you were directing Saif, Saif Ali Khan. No, 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 he wasn't directing it. He wasn't oh. in it. Oh, Maybe. sorry. Okay. I was, uh, That's okay. I'd probably be in a different position right now. If I, <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be in LA, you know. Um, so when I was 20, I don't know, in, the, in 20, 2008, 2009, uh, this gentleman, I'm not going to name any names because, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, don't know, I don't know speak or interpret something could be taken out of context, but uh, he hired me to to make a movie. Mm -hmm. And I was just happy to get, like, you know, he, he was gonna put around a million bucks behind me. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I didn't, I mean, I wasn't very, you know, you know, when, when you're not getting anything at that level, you take it, you know? Sure. Yeah. And um, it was a terrible experience. And at, at the end of it, I just, I just, you know, I directed the whole thing on set. I wrote him a letter at the end and, he did all this other stuff that I was like, I don't understand. You know, he wasn't a, he wasn't a film guy. He was a he was a physician actually, um, and um, you know, I nothing personally against him, but just professionally, I just it wasn't aligned with me, and it happens. Yeah. Um, and I just you know, I sent him a letter. I said, you know, I wish you all the best. I just take my name off this film because it wasn't really my film at the end of the day. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and I was like, you want to keep me as a writer? You can because I did write it, and it's hard to divorce yourself from that. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, he graciously took it, and uh, and that was it. But you know, in the moment when you're 27, making a million dollar film or whatever it was, budget was, uh, half a million, whatever it was, you know, um, and you've never done anything like that before, um, you know, it takes a lot of, it's a, it takes a lot when you 
are Spielberg to make a movie, you know? Like when you have everything, it's still demanding and tough. Yes, but sure. when you're 27 and not experienced, it's, it's, it's doubly anxious and stressful in another country, no less. Yeah. 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 That wasn't even my name. Accurate Decision was, again, his name. He re-edited re it, the whole thing. It was, it's his film. Like, that's, yeah. that's the way I would say it. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Um, and then uh, Roundabout in Queen's English. You wanna, would you like to share about those projects? I, mean, I, I don't even remember that. That was like a project I was hired for. Roundabout was my first short film that I did. And it had a pretty good successful run. When a, it won the award at a major film festival for best short film. And it got into other festivals. And it was the first time I worked with, um, you know, my own story. It was my first short, in a way. Mm. Um, I, you know, uh, I had some money. I was like a work partner with somebody. And, um, you know, it gave me confidence that I had a skill because I got validated, you know. And um, it's tough getting into a film festival, winning the best, you know, critics, you know, short film award over. And they wrote me a beautiful email you know, say they, they it touched them, it beat like 2000 shorts. And like, so it was, it was just personally validating. And, mm -hmm. and I'm glad I did it, to be honest with you. Yeah. In a way, it's, it's a good insight into my journey because, you know, how I looked at films back then and my influences are very different than now. So it's, 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 it's a good sort of milestone in my, my journey. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So uh, Line of Descent was originally called The Field. Uh, I'm curious about what drew you to the subject matter, this mafia family. Uh, you know, the idea started off, you know, I like genre building and bending, you know. Mm. So, uh, as you saw, what, what that does, it, it, leads us, it leads to a sense of confusion when you genre bend, you know. So, uh, for example, like Brendan in India. Okay, uh, a French girl in India. Okay, um, a, a gangster film, but a thriller. Okay, like it's two things, but they all work together as one, one, one project. Right. Um, and and sorry, what was the first part of your question? I, I lost my train of thought. I just it was originally called the field. The field. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you know, so for a long time it was called the field, and people didn't understand that. But the field to me is a very apt name because you saw something happens in the field in the sure. end of the film. Yeah. So this is a literal example, but field is also like the field of possibilities yeah. because these guys are in a constant conflict and they have, to make a, they have to make a decision based on where they are in their journey. It's a field of possibilities. And uh, Siddharth goes in this way, Suraj goes in this way, Brendan goes in this way. So they're using their possibilities. They're using the thing is, it's a very abstract concept in, yeah. a, in, a, in a film like a gangster film. So Line of Descent is actually apt. It actually makes a lot of sense for people. It's right. very commercial as well. Yeah, um, true. And it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't play on, um, you know, these abstract concepts. And it was my, I give my producer the credit. It was his idea. Nice. <laughs> okay. You know, so, um, but it's okay. I, I think, uh, I think that's, that's the, uh, that's the, um, excuse me for a second. I think that's one of the, um, the great things about uh, a film like this is, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of things, but it's not really anything, you know? Yeah. And a lot of the notes that I got about the film, uh, and, and again, for a gangster film, a lot of gangster films actually are that, you know? they're petty they're actually very petty things because gangsters are petty right right you know 
Yeah, like, these are lofty ideals and philosophies and ways of thinking. It's petty. It's like my family, you upset me. Yeah, the slight. You know? Yeah. And now for 20 minutes, we have to uh, execute the ramifications of you upset me at dinner. Yeah. I'm going to show you. Like that's a definition of petty, right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not petty, but, uh, but I think the, the genre itself. Um, and that's why we're so intrigued by these characters because, you know, they act in very epic, insecure ways just because they have, you know, some guy didn't say something properly on the street. Exactly. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So why, why I made a gangster film is it kind of allowed me to explore, again, the petty side of gangsters and also like the legacy side of you know, gangsters. Yeah. Like, yeah. as you know, my movie has a legacy line of descent, but yeah. legacy. Uh, but some of the things are very petty in the film. Yeah. Very petty. Well, and we talked about the casting of Neeraj, um, but also I thought Prem Chopra and Abhay Deol were good actors. so well cast. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you get to uh, work with them? Was it a casting agent or? Uh, my producer knew Abhay. I, I had met Abhay years ago, I didn't remember me, but uh, my producer um, knew Abhay, so that was a connection there. And um, Abhay wanted to work with him again, so it was a good opportunity. And, and I think Abhay likes these kind of films. He's a proclivity towards these kind of films. Uh, so that was very helpful. And he was very, very sweet throughout the process. Um, and uh, Prem Chopra came through a casting director. Gotcha. And literally said, I want Prem Chopra. <laughs> button, hit the button on yes. <laughs> oh, he's just brilliant for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think he's underrated, to be very frank with you, yeah. which is surprising to say after 50 years of acting. Right, you right. Know, because he's a caricature actor. Yeah, that's he's right. A villain. You know, right. but he's no, but caricatures is, is actually very sophisticated acting. Yeah. Because you have to be aware of every little body language, every little look, every little smirk. That's actually like, it's actually theatrical, uh, but it's also very technical acting. You can't fake it. You can't, you know, you can't fake being um, a caricature. And, and, and there's, there's actually a sense of authenticity and he's, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. No, he, was <laughs> he was such a nice guy and superb. gave me great compliments throughout. Oh, nice. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so uh, filming began in 2016. And uh, did you have a slate of investors in this or did you self-fund? No, I, I, I had a little bit of money, but, in it, but you know, hardly anything. Um, no, I, I, what's unique about me is I raised money for this privately through my, through my own good, like unrelentless will. Mm, gotcha. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I was very thorough with the investment. As, as much you know, due diligence on, is on both sides, right? The investors have to, they have, they have to do due diligence. They should, they're, they're sophisticated. Um, it's, it's like, it's the process of raising money, but after due diligence as an opportunity, is it an opportunity that has a potential to make you money, right, right. you know? And I think, I think that's, that's, that's what I did like very aggressively. Yeah, nice. So you shot in four locations, Mumbai, Delhi, LA, and Mexico City. Yeah. Share with us about that, those decisions. Yeah, I mean, India was obviously, it's obvious. Um, there were practical reasons why going back to India, because we had a smaller shoot. So to go pull that whole machinery again, was just, it just didn't make. Mexico, we did the exterior, some of the exterior shots. Uh, a lot of Mexico City looks like Delhi. Yeah. I mean, yeah. were you able to tell where you were? No. It's completely invisible. After the we fact. did crazy stuff like body doubles and yeah. I mean, you won't even know any of this stuff. We had like yeah. wigs made, like Neeraj's wig was made in Mexico. Yeah. Mexican man, nice. Neeraj's 
code and wig. I mean, you won't know any of this stuff, you know? <laughs> and LA, we did like, I think a week, uh, extended weekend and it was fine. You know, it, it, was, it, was, it was just like, we had some shots we had to get done and flew some people over and it was just easier for me to go to Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Go to Bombay, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I knew my guys and there was just a symbiotic relationship with my team nice. here. Yeah, great. And then um, uh, I know it released in 2019 and, you know, every project has its own path and, and journey. And there yeah. are, yeah. And so, so like between production and uh, release, uh, walk us through what happens. A lot of times with films, there's, there's different relationships you have to pull to get things done, you know? And, uh, and, and as you know, working with people, is a res is you know people are sometimes not the best resource because they're unreliable. Uh, sometimes you know there's uh, they're avoidant. You know they have anxiety. You know and though that's what I have to work with to get something done. You gotcha. know and that's just one person times that by fifty people in post. Yeah. You have to manage that that whole thing. So I dare anybody to do it. It's not easy. So what happens is that also when you're selling a film, you have markets you have to wrap around. Yeah. Berlin, Cannes, so on and so forth. Um, and you have to get sales agents interested and excited. You know, there's, all, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, so, the, the, you know, so, uh, you know, we did what very few films get distribution. We got international distribution, you know. Um, and we did it because I did it the right way. I didn't, I, you know, I, I, I got the right sales agent, an honest sales agent. I got the right people involved um went through a process post-production was was a very long process mm -hmm. um uh, just because of ver for a variety of reasons but but it, it was you know it makes the film what it is so i had two options as a director i have to protect my investors and make the best product that's what the, that's pretty much why i'm there for them they trust implicit trust right and any investor you somebody down the street when you give your money that's the very baseline of your expectation. If profit is not expected, market is profit, right? Mm -hmm. So if market doesn't perform, but what does perform is a person. The person has control over his performance, correct? So, uh, so I, took it, I took that perspective and I said, okay, this is the performance aspect um, uh, that's there. You know, I'm going to spend two more months doing it. I'm going to perform. I'm not going to band-aid this one. You know, like I'll give you one practical example. Like we had, we had, believe it or not, about 400 visual effects shots in the film. Nice. That's a lot. Yeah. When you watch the movie, does it look like there's any special effects? No, you did it brilliantly. I mean, I added, I added posters on the wall. I added like cracks on the wall. I added, um, you know, I painted in leaves on a, on a tree. Like it was like a painting. I painted the film, you know, I didn't have to do it. The scene. I could have, save money actually you know and it's expensive yeah but i decided the investors you know uh are expecting a product of the highest quality yeah and and that's my job you know and the the hope is that the, the market responds to it and says oh this is pretty damn good film because yeah. subconsciously these things register if a frame is better you feel better yeah. the frame is like uh, deficient you feel deficient yeah. you know so that's that's how i think about these things Gotcha. So what are your, your biggest uh, takeaways or lessons that you're going to apply towards your future projects? Um, you know, have a good team. Like, 
like invest in your team, mm-hmm. invest, you know, they're investing in you and you also have to invest in them, you know, um, and not, not, not even professionally, personally, how's your day? Are you doing okay? You know, is there, is everything, is everything cool with your project? How are your kids? You know, these are questions you have to ask, not, uh, uh, you know, are you uploading the file? You know, like when can I expect this? You know, you have to have a balance in your team. And, and my job is to be be collectively balanced with my team. It's my job as a leader. I'm a natural leader, you know, uh, and part of being a leader is articulating a vision, but part of being a leader is have them be excited to or perform, you know, for you, you know, and, 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 and me to just me to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there throughout the process. So that's yeah. what I would say. Nice. Yeah. So uh, what are you working on now that you can share with us? Oh, I'm very excited about this one. It's called accident on relay street. Uh, it's a, an American film. Um, I'll put it to you this way. It's a musical, but you don't realize it's a musical till 15 minutes before the movie ends. <laughs> okay. Nice. And it's like, it's, it's, um, you don't realize what kind of film you're watching. Um, and then the idea is that once you realize it, uh, it's like you have this, the way this movie is designed is once you realize what you're watching, which is going to happen an hour and 15, hour and a half after you sit down and watch the movie, once you realize it, the aha moment is going to be so overwhelming from the toes to your like hair, it's going to just rush into you mm-hmm. and you're going to you're going to digest the whole movie in like a flash wow. and you're like oh i get it <laughs> like you said genre defi- defying yeah. well done yeah and I'm, I'm taking this to the extreme like this is a, an extreme genre bending you know nice. um, because i have the courage i know what works yeah. i know it I, I i i've done enough in my life to understand in a film like this um what works. And I think, uh, I'm, I'm using this and Island descent was good because it was like, I was, I was dipping my toes in the water and here I'm, here I'm swimming the English channel. It's very different. (laughs) It's a very different thing. And I'm, it's got great characters. It's got, um, it's got a lot of things that I think a movie should have personally forgetting the, you know, the kind of movie it is or what, what I'm going to do, um, in the film as the film, uh, what do you want? Good story, a good arc, a connection with the um, thing, the the science of the script, the up and like how it was up and down, the push and the pull, the tension, uh, the up and the down. It's rightly calibrated. You know, the dialogue is snappy. Um, you relate to these people like you breathe. You kind of bleed, breathe their pheromones. Mm. You know, it's that it's that intimate of a film, and these people and 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 you know they're humble enough to. Uh, display their insecurities for the world and these characters when they come into flesh um it's going to be a very special thing and 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 that's what i'm that's what i'm i'm almost done with the writing now okay um, and you're the writer yeah and I, as we mentioned i'll share it with you tell me what you think i would love that, <laughs> that that's great yeah no I, I would just say you know anybody who's watch you know you know who's you know wants to get in a film or any of that because i didn't hear those voices even if it reaches one person think it's quite powerful um is uh you know you know you have to you have to believe in what you're doing mm. and you can also have doubt it's okay 
like people want people want to live in these perfect binary systems of thinking it doesn't work like that you know no. like you can you can be had and sad you can be like happy about your childhood but also sad about your childhood it's okay both both can happen you know so i would just i would just say that you know for 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 people it's not about it's sometimes just doing being active and dealing with the you know it's probably what i would say is good and and uh, they should get involved more people should get involved in film um for those reasons because it's a great personal exercise as well nice yeah yeah it was actually uh, i think anthony mangella who was very open about how and vulnerable about this he would say he had so much self-doubt that with every film he made and yeah. he had some exquisite films yeah you know you have anxiety i mean like there's some stuff where it's like overwhelming like anxiety you know um and uh because you know you're putting yourself uh for the world you know it's a version of you in the film you know yeah, no so true and um you know i i, I personally am a little bit different uh, my nervous system is a little bit different <laughs> you know so i look at it as constructive like I, I, there's good reviews and bad reviews in my film and actually what's funny about last thing i'll say what's funny about my film i don't know if you check the reviews or not no. they love it like love this film or they absolutely hate it <laughs> you know it's a polarizing piece and <laughs> i think that that's the best compliment i can get i mean i'll be honest with you because yeah. you know, i'd rather somebody have it to have a have their mind made up yeah than be like wishy-washy yeah. yeah it's just that's just the way i am <laughs> yeah no i think you crafted an amazing character and siddharth's character uh, the Thank casting you. was really well done and uh, it you. was genre bending uh, yeah I, was, I guess i would ask you then what uh, what did you feel as an audience member watching this film i would love to know your opinion on it. i i am a bit of a mafia film junkie so i like that uh, okay. sacred games i'm in love with um, and so uh, i'll tell neeraj you said hi how's that <laughs> brilliant thank you yeah uh, he's a good friend of mine so we're close oh that's true i mean he as perulkar is just he nailed that role so well so it's, it's very interesting to see him as a villain i yeah. mean he is villainous in that his role. own way yeah, yeah yeah um but you know more straight laced less reckless the way siddharth was yeah. Uh, and he just nailed it. And it just goes to his acting chops. So again, you really you created an amazing character and um, you portrayed his um, sort of dilemma or his universe really well. Thank you. And, um, Thank you. Yeah. and uh, you know, Prithvi's character, uh, you know, was very just sort of straight laced, but uh, that was well cast. Um, yeah, again, I really enjoyed the film. I'm going to be recommending it uh, to you. people. Yeah. that that makes me happy so i appreciate that thank yeah, you yeah for sure excellent cool thank well, you well i want to appreciate your time asim i, I know absolutely it's, right it's um great you know, to have you on i uh, look forward to seeing the script for uh yes that's 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 like my next uh next thing you know and and uh you know it's like the infatuation phase sure. of the relationship yeah, so <laughs> i totally get that Cool. Okay. I well, appreciate right. it, Seaman, and, and I hope, right. uh, hope it was a good interview for you. So, so thank you. Yeah, absolutely.